In this episode, we're going to look at configuring point-to-point -point single area OSPF version 2. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. We'll activate OSPF routing using network statements and wildcard masks, configuring OSPF routing on interfaces, and by using network statements quad zero masks. In addition, we'll configure explicit router IDs and passive interfaces. We'll be discussing configuring router IDs, configuring networks for OSPF routing, configuring passive interfaces, and finally verifying OSPF configuration. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Point-to-point -point single area OSPF version two configuration. I have the Packet Tracer Lab opened up here. On the left side, I have our work area. We have our topology and our devices. We're gonna do our configurations. On the right side, I have our instructions. The way bottom right is the window that opens up when you open up your Packet Tracer file. On the top right, I have the Word document of those same instructions. The reason I'm using the Word document here is there's some questions we have to answer. Using the Word document allows me to type my answers in and save my Word document. Looking at our topology, we have three routers that are the core of our network. They're connected up with WAN connections. They all have slash 30 networks associated with them. And then off of each one of those routers comes a local area network. It has a layer three switch and a PC that'll allow us to have connectivity throughout our entire network. Here's our addressing table. We can see that we're only using IP version four. So we have our devices, the interfaces on those devices, what the IP addresses are, and then the subnet mask. We have our objectives, we have our background, down to our instructions. Part one, configure router IDs. A, start the OSPF routing process on all three routers, use process ID. We have to go around each router and enter in this command, router OSPF and a process ID of 10. I'm gonna go ahead, click on router one here. I make my router one window a little bit bigger going right to left, formats everything a little bit better. Type enable to get into privilege exec mode, type config T, that's where we have to enter in our router OSPF command. From here, we can then type in router space OSPF, and then we have to tell it what the process ID is. We're gonna use 10, so router OSPF 10. And then we have to go around to every other router. So I'm gonna minimize R1 router, open up R2, make that window a little bit bigger, going right to left, log in, type enable, config T, and then router space OSPF 10. That enabled OSPF routing on R2, minimize that window, open up R3, make it a little bit bigger, going right to left, log in, enable, config T, and then router OSPF 10. And enabled routing 
for OSPF on R3. On to part one, step B. Use the router ID command to set the OSPF IDs of the three routers as follows. R1 gets the router ID of 1.1.1.1, router 2, 2.2.2.2, and router 3 is 3.3.3.3. Okay, I'm gonna start on R1. Since we are still with the router OSPF 10 where our process ID is 10, I can just go ahead and enter in our router ID. So it is router dash ID, and then what we want our router ID to be, 1.1.1.1. And then I'm gonna jump over to R2, router dash ID, and then 2.2. Whoops. Well, two dot wrong. Two dot two dot two dot two sets that IP router ID, and then going on to R three router dash ID, and then three dot three dot three dot three takes care of part one. On to part two of our instructions. Part two: configure networks for OSPF routing. It's like we have several questions before we start. How many, how many statements are required to configure OSPF to route all three networks attached to router one? Looking at router one, we have three connections. We have three networks connected there. Each one of those networks require a network statement. And so to answer this question, how many statements are required to configure OSPF to route all three networks attached to R1? There are three statements. Because there are three networks. Three statements. Each network requires its own network statement. Next question. The LAN attached to R1 has a slash 24 mask. What is the equivalent of this mask in dotted decimal representation? What is a slash 24 in decimal? Well, that's 24 ones followed by eight zeros. You can divide those 24 ones in the, into octets and that'll give you eight ones, eight ones, eight ones, followed by a zero. Eight ones is equal to 255. So that gives us 255.255.255.0. Okay. Typing in our answer, 255.255.255.0. Next question. Subtract the dotted decimal subnet mask from 255.255.255.255. What is the result? So take 255.255.255.255. Quad 255s and then subtract our slash 24, which was three 255s. So if I subtract the quad 255s from the triple 255s, that'll give me a zero, a zero, a zero, because each one of those octets, the first octet had a 255 minus 255, second octet had a 255 minus 255, third octet had a 255 minus 255, the fourth octet had a 255 minus the zero from the slash 24 subnet, so that it will equal 255. What is the dotted decimal equivalent of a slash 30 subnet? A slash 30 subnet. 
dotted decimal. So we start off, we got 24, 24 ones. So that gives us 255, 255, 255. That's three 255s. For a slash 30, that means we have six bits left over. And when we convert that six bits followed by two zeros into a decimal number, we add up 128 plus 64 plus 32 plus 16 plus 8 plus 4 gives us 252. 252. When the final answer here is 255, 255.255.252. Last question. Subtract the dotted decimal representation of the, the slash 30 mask from quad 255s. What is the result? What they're having us figure out here is the wildcard mask. We're going to subtract that slash 30 subnet and dotted decimal notation from quad 255s. First three octets are 255 minus 255. That gives us three zeros, so 0, 0, 0. And then we got 255 minus 252. So 255 minus 252, that gives us three. Our final answer is 0, 0, 0, 0.3. It gives us a wild card mask for that slash 30 subnet mask. On to part two, step one, A. Configure the routing process on R1 with the network statements and wildcard mass that are required to activate OSPF router for all attached networks. The network statement value should be the network or subnet mask addresses of the configured win or configured networks. Here's an example of that, or here's the syntax. And so we start off once we're in that OSPF configuration. We have the word network, then we put our network address in here, then the wildcard mask, then the keyword area and our area ID. Now, best practices say for a single area OSPF, which we're configuring, our area ID should be zero. You can use any number, but best practices say, go ahead, use zero. We're gonna make sure we do that. Now all we have to do is just the three network statements on R1 put in our network addresses and our wildcard mask. So I'm gonna scroll up here to our addressing table. Here's R1 with its information, slash 24, slash 30. Good thing they had us figure that out for our wildcard mask. I'm gonna go ahead, click on R1 here. We are still in the routing protocol configuration. Router OSPF 10 we entered, then we set the router ID as 1.1.1.1, now we can put our network statements in there. And our network statements start off with the keyword network, once again, space, the network address. And so the network address for the first network, 192.168.10.1 with a slash 24 is the three octets. So 192.168.10.0, we can go ahead and type that in, 192.168.10.0. Then you have to put the wildcard mask in. That's the inverse of the subnet mask. Subnet mask here is 255.255.255.0. So you switch all the ones and the zeros. That will give us 0.0.0.255. We just figured that out a couple minutes ago. 
now we say what area do we belong to so we put the keyword area and then zero like i said best practices to use area zero in a single area ospf you have to add the third network the third network right here for serial zero one zero 10.1.1.1.1 with a slash 30. Well, this isn't the network address. This is the IP address. Network address is actually one less than this. So 10.1.1.0. Starting off with our network statement for this one. So it's network space 10.1.1.0. Then we have to put in our wildcard mask for a slash 30. If we scroll down here, Right here, they had us figure that out. This is the wildcard mask for a slash 30. 0.0.0.30. We can go ahead and enter that in. 0.0.0.30. And then the last part here is what area is that interface going to belong to? Once again, we're doing a single area OSPF, so it's area space 0. invalid oh look at that i have a typo error now once again this is traditional cisco ios operating system no news is good news you screw up they're going to tell you something is wrong right here it says ospf invalid address mask combination when i typed in the network address i did that correctly but when i typed in the wildcard mask i added an extra zero it should be dot three at the end instead i put dot 30 so it let me know what I can do to fix that is quickly up arrow, left arrow over, get rid of that zero, and then just hit enter. Notice, no news is good news. I did everything correctly. I entered the command in. Cisco was happy with it and didn't tell me. Last network we have to go with is this one right here. The network address is 10.1.1.4.5 is the first IP address. .4 is the network address. We can go ahead and type that in. So it's network space. 10.1.1.4 and then the wildcard mask is the same one as we just entered right above us 0.0.0.3 and area 0. Those are the three networks on R1. Scrolling down to our directions. Verify that the OSPF has been configured properly. on R1 with network statements and wildcard masks that are required to activate OSPF routing for all attached networks. The network statement value should be the network or subnet addresses of the configured networks. Okay, let's go ahead and verify that they're in there. First command I typically like to do is show running dash config. And here it will show us our, our OSPF routing information. So we have OSPF with the process ID of 10. We have the router ID of 1.1.1.1. We set that correctly. We have the network statement of 192.168.10.0 with a wildcard mask of 0.0.0.255 and area zero. So that looks good for the first network. Second network is 10.1.1.0 with a wildcard of 0.0.0.0.3 in area zero. 
That one also looks correct. And our third and final network here on R1 is network 10.1.1.4. Now it doesn't look like that's a network address, but if you convert it to the binary, you'll see that the last digits in binary, that host portion is all zeros. That's what makes that a network address followed by the wildcard mask of 0.0.0.3 with an area of zero. Another command we could use to verify this is our show IP routes. I can hit spacebar to get us done. Now I can go ahead and type show IP route. And we can see that we have our three directly connected networks. Here's the directly connected network with its local IP address of the first network, the 10.1.1.0. Here is the other one, the 10.1.1.4 with its local IP address. And then we have the 192.168.0 network with its local address. All three of these are configured and directly connected. On the step two, configure networks for OSPF routing using interface IP addresses and quad zeros. On router two, configure OSPF using network commands with the IP addresses of the interfaces and quad zero mask. The syntax of the network command is the same as was used above. Okay, so on R2, I'm gonna go ahead and click on R2. Log me out, I can log back in. Should be no passwords on it. Get into global configuration mode. So on R2, configure OSPF using network commands with IP addresses of the interfaces and quad zero mass. The syntax of the network command is the same as above. Okay, let's scroll up here to our addressing table. What we have to do is put these addresses in as network statements. And then for the wildcard mask, we have to put in quad zeros. When we do that, that will say this interface is part of OSPF and operating in the area we specify. Okay, so over here in our window for R2, we can get into our OSPF configuration that is router space OSPF and then our process ID of 10. Go ahead and start entering in our network statements. Start off with network space. I'm going to put in the first IP address, 192.168.20.1. 192.168.20.1. And then the wildcards of 0.0.0.0. Inverse of all 255s is a subnet mask. This wildcard mask of all zeros says we're going to match all 32 bits of that IP address. So we want it to point to a host. We want it to point to that interface. That interface is now going to be part of OSPF. And now we're going to specify what area it belongs to, area zero. Now just go through and add in the other two addresses. Network space 10.1.1.0. So that address, once again, was 10.1.1.10. Wildcard mask of quad zeros and into area zero. Oh, I typed in the wrong IP address. If you type in the wrong address, 
I did that on the wrong router. I was I looked at the for some reason I looked at the R3 interface. It should be dot two here. To get rid of this network statement, all you have to do is put the word no at the front of it. Now instead of typing it all in again, I'm gonna use the up arrow that repeats that last command. And I'm gonna left arrow over, type in no and a space, and it removed that command. Now I can go ahead and put in the correct command for 10.1.1.2. Network 10.1.1.2, that address, we want the wildcard of quad zero so it matches all 32 bits of it and places it into area zero. Last IP address, network space 10.1.1.9 space wildcard of quad zero, so four quad zeros. Oh, look at that on my screen. This is another thing that happens sometimes. I got a system update here about OSPF. And for process 10, that's what we're working on. With a root ID on serial 010, we went from loading to full. We are now in full OSPF across this connection. But that system message interrupted me typing. Now, it doesn't do anything. It's just maybe a little confusing to you as you sit there and type and all of a sudden have this message in there. But if you just continue to type and act like it wasn't there, you can go ahead and enter. That's what I'm going to do. So I did get my quad zeros in for my wildcard mask. And then last thing I have to do is specify my area. So area zero, and I can just hit enter and it processes that entire command just like that system update message never appeared. So I have all three of my networks. That's the first one. This is the second one. Oh, that was the wrong one. This is the second one. And then this was the third one right here with the system message in the middle. All three of my networks now are listed for R2. R2 has three connections in there. We need three network statements. Now it's at least three network statements because one of these could be a trunk and have multiple VLANs going across it. So you need at least three network statements here. It takes care of step two on to step three. Configure OSPF routing on router interfaces. On R3, configure the required interfaces with OSPF. But first we get a question. Which interfaces on R3 should be configured with OSPF? Which interfaces here on my R3 router, right here, should be configured with OSPF? Well, we wanna make sure that we can route to every one of these networks. So every connection here has a different network to it. Every connection with a different network, we need to advertise that. And so all three of these interfaces we need to set up OSPF on. Now I'm going to click in the window. I'm going to mouse over this green triangle and it's going to tell me it's serial 0111. So that's the first interface. Serial 0 space 1 slash 1 or serial 0 slash 1 slash 1. It's the first one. I'm going to click in this window again, mouse over this triangle going to tell me serial 010. That's my second interface, serial 010. So yeah, serial 010. And then the third interface, 
I'm gonna click in this window again, mouse over the triangle, and that's gig zero, zero, zero. And gig zero slash zero slash zero. Those are the three interfaces. Configure each interface using the command syntax shown below. Notice we are in the interface configuration. So we have to go into each interface, each one of these three interfaces we have to go into. Then we have to type in IP, OSPF, our process ID, our process ID is 10 and our area ID is zero. Standard best practice, single area OSPF, use area zero. Let's go ahead and do that. I'm gonna go ahead and click on our three. I have to log back in, enable config T. Now I have to go into each one of those interfaces. I'm gonna start off just as I have them listed. So interface space S01 slash one. Notice our command prompt has changed. We are now in interface configuration mode and we need to enter in our, our IP OSPF command to enable routing on the interfaces. So we're in the interface. Now we can go ahead and enter in our command. So it's IP space routing, sorry, not IP routing. It's IP OSPF. Then we have our process ID of 10. And then what area does it belong to? Area zero. This is my preferred method. I'd like to go into the interface and set up my OSPF process ID and area IDs there. That way I know it's set up independent of IP addresses being assigned or networks being used. We can jump into the next interface. So interface space serial zero slash one slash zero. Oh, I got a system update in the middle of that again. I'm just gonna enter in that command again. I hit the up arrow, make sure it was right. Serial zero one zero, hit enter. Now I can go ahead and type my command. IP OSPF, our process ID of 10, and it belongs to area zero. I go ahead and hit enter. Now if I wait a second, we're gonna get another OSPF system update message saying that we are now full on the interface we just can configured. We are now connected into router ID on serial 010. We are in the full communication mode. I'm going to hit enter, change over to our last interface. So interface gig zero slash zero slash zero. And let's go ahead and set up OSPF on there. Command once again is IP space OSPF, our process ID of 10, and then area zero. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. On to part three of our lab. Part three of our lab. Configure passive interfaces. OSPF will send out updates out of all the interfaces on that OSPF router, but it doesn't have to. OSPF updates should only go out interfaces that are connected to devices that will use them. And if we look at our diagram, if we look at R1 right here, R1 should send updates, OSPF updates out 
the interface that's connected to R2 and the interface that's connected to R3. Because those are OSPF devices, they'll actually use those. Going to our local area network, there's no devices there that's going to use OSPF. So we should turn those into a passive interface. Onto, we have a question. The question here reads, which interfaces on R1, R2, and R3 are the LAN interfaces? Looking at our topology, that would be these going off to the LAN here. If I click in the min window here and then mouse over the green triangle, it's going to say it's gig 000 on R1. Let's go down and look at R2. Oops, got to look at the right triangle. Oh, that's also gig 000. And let's go ahead and look at LAN 3, that connection right there. This connection shows gig 000. So all three of these were gig 000 for our LAN connection. That's our answer. G0 slash 0 slash 0 on all three routers. Configure the OSPF process on each of the three routers with passive interface commands. Okay, looking here, the command here is we're in our router routing OSPF configuration, and then we say passive interface, and then we give it the interface number. Let's go ahead and start on R1. R1 we got logged out on. Go ahead, enter, type enable to log back in. Or get into privilege exec mode, config T into global configuration mode. Then to get into uh, editing our routing process for OSPF, we type in router space OSPF and then our process ID of 10. We now making changes to it. We can, this is where we go ahead and set up our passive interface. Command once again is passive, passive dash interface. And then we put the actual interface in there. And once again, the interface is gig 000. So G0 slash 0 slash 0. That takes care of R1. Let's go ahead and do R2. I think we're still in our router configuration. I'm just going to go ahead and type exit. I'm not 100% sure. Now I can go ahead and type in router OSPF and then our process ID of 10, making sure I'm in the right spot. Here we can go ahead and type in passive dash interface, and then give it the interface number, which was gig 000. So G0 slash 0 slash 0. That takes care of the passive interface on R2. And let's go ahead and do that on R3. I'm just going to type out, type exit and re-enter in router space OSPF 10 to make sure I'm in the right spot. Once I know I'm there, I can go ahead and type in passive dash interface. And then the actual interface again, which was gig 000. So G 0 slash 0 slash 0. That sets up the passive interface on R3. That takes care of part three. On to part four. Verify OSPF. Use the show commands to verify the network and passive interface configuration of OSPF process on each router. 
we can use the show IP protocols command. I'm going to go ahead and click on R1. Exit, exit twice to get us into privilege exec mode. Now we can go ahead and type in show space IP space protocols and enter. We can see that we do have routing for network set up. We have our three networks that are directly attached to us. We have our passive interface set as gig zero, zero, zero. And so we have our networks and interfaces set up correctly. Go ahead and check our two. Type exit twice to get us back to privilege exec mode. And then show IP protocols. On R2, we have the three networks that are directly connected to us. That's listed correctly. And we also have our passive interface set as gig zero, zero, zero. Finally, go and check R3. R3, type in exit once, exit twice to get us to privilege exec mode. And now show IP protocols. Here we have our passive interfaces that up and running for us. That was Packet Tracer Lab 2.2.13 point-to-point single area OSPF version 2 configuration. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.